0: Hello, this is Helga Edwards, and I'm here with my husband Bob. Today, we will be reading Genesis chapter 19, verses 29 to 38 from the Common English Bible. Beginning at verse 29. When God destroyed the cities in the valley, God remembered Abraham and sent Lot away from the disaster that overtook the cities in which Lot had lived. Since Lot had become fearful of living in Zoar, he and his two daughters headed up from Zoar and settled in the mountains, where he and his two daughters lived in a cave. The older daughter said to the younger, "'Our father is old, and there are no men in the land to sleep with us, as is the custom everywhere. Come on, let us give our father wine to drink, lie down with him, and we'll have children from our father.' That night they served their father wine and the older daughter went in and lay down with her father without him noticing when she lay down or got up. The next day the older daughter said to the younger since I lay down with our father last night let's serve him wine tonight too and you go in and lie down with him so that we will both have children from our father. They served their father wine that night also and the younger daughter lay down with him, without him knowing when she lay down or got up. Both of Lot's daughters became pregnant by their father. The older daughter gave birth to a son and named him Moab. He is the ancestor of today's Moabites. The younger daughter also gave birth to a son and named him Ben-Ami. He is the ancestor of today's Ammonites. Here ends our reading of Genesis chapter 19. In this disturbing passage, the two adult daughters of Lot decided to serve their father enough wine to make him drunk, so that they could have sex with him without his knowledge or consent. According to Dr. Shana Scheinfeldt, the Hebrew word used to describe the daughter's act of serving wine is the same word used to describe the irrigation of a field. In other words, they ensured that their father was completely saturated with alcohol. What followed next was an act of incestuous rape. In today's popular culture, a famous actor and comedian was recently found guilty of a similar crime. A jury decided that he was guilty of three counts of aggravated indecent assault. Like Lot's daughters, this man was reported to have intentionally given a woman drugs and alcohol so that he could sexually assault her while she was incapacitated. Shockingly, many people have risen to this man's defense. They have done this despite more than 50 other women coming forward with similar allegations. Five of these other women were permitted to give testimony at his trial. In the end, the jury convicted him on the basis of his own admission that he gave drugs to women so that he could have sex with them. Some defenders of this convicted perpetrator have said that the case is not about the women he victimized, rather it is about preserving this man's legacy. Some of these defenders have even verbally attacked his victims, alleging that despite all evidence to the contrary, they must have welcomed his sexual acts. This type of verbal attack is called victim blaming, and it has a very long and disturbing history. In an ancient oral tradition, for example, a number of rabbis blamed Lot for his daughter's actions. Citing Proverbs chapter 18, verse 1, these rabbis said that Lot must have actually wanted to have sex with his daughters because he chose to live alone with them in a cave. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 1 says, The one who lives alone is self-indulgent, showing contempt for all who have sound judgment. The following verse, verse 2, reads, A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing personal opinion. In context, these proverbs refer to people who isolate themselves from the wise counsel of others. Genesis chapter 19 does not tell us that Lot lived in a cave to isolate himself from wise counsel it does not tell us that he chose to live in a cave so that he could practice incest. In fact, we are explicitly told that Lot chose to live with his daughters in a cave because he was afraid to live in Zoar, a neighboring city to Sodom that was not consumed by fire. Given Lot's experience in the city of Sodom, his fear is understandable. And so, just as we see in too many instances today, Oral tradition blames a victim for the crime of rape.
1: Victim-blaming is a widespread phenomenon in many cultures. A recent documentary highlighting the prevalence of rape and victim-blaming in India, for example, cited many men and some women who described rape victims as consenting partners. The analogy they used to justify this view was that you cannot clap with just one hand. Certain religions teach that women must cover their hair. Some insist also that a woman's face and body must be completely concealed. If not, they believe that men cannot help but engage in sexual behavior, including rape. In such cultures, some women who refuse to hide their faces from public view are burned and permanently scarred with acid. Others are killed. Their murder is said to be in defense of a family's honor. Sadly, similar thinking patterns have found their way into some churches. In some churches, women are told that they must dress in certain ways. Some churches go as far as to say that the sight of a woman's uncovered hair or shoulders will cause men to engage in sinful behavior. On too many occasions, Church leaders have blamed women when they have reported being sexually assaulted by a man. Why do people blame the victim? Often for a sense of control. People often want to believe that if only a victim had done something differently, the horror of sexual assault could have been avoided. If only she had not worn that outfit. If only she had not been with those people. If only... She had not been in that place at that time. These terrible things would not happen. Unfortunately, while pursuing the illusion of control in a world saturated with sin, victims of sexual assault are injured yet again when they are told they are responsible for the choices others have made and the actions that others have perpetrated against them. According to rapecrisis.org, 90% of sexual assaults are perpetrated by someone who is known and trusted by the victim. People are raped in their homes, their workplaces, their schools, their places of worship, and other settings where they have previously felt safe. Rapists can be friends, colleagues, clients, ministers, neighbors, family members, partners, or former partners. These are not people or places that a victim can easily avoid. Lot was raped by his own daughters in his own home. Lot was not responsible for their actions. He was not responsible for the crime perpetrated against him. The woman assaulted by the actor and comedian knew and trusted him as a mentor who promised to give her counsel on how to be successful in her career. In one infamous scandal, a number of young women were assaulted by a man who taught sexual purity and promised to mentor them in Christian ministry. God does not blame people for the sexual crimes perpetrated against them by others, and neither should we. When God destroyed Sodom, he did not blame the beauty of his angelic messengers for the behavior of the violent mob. In the New Testament, Jesus warned, If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better for you to enter life injured than to have two hands and go to hell, to the fire that cannot be put out. We find that in Mark 9, verse 43. He used a powerful metaphor to teach people to take responsibility for their own behavior and do whatever was necessary to turn away from sinful acts. In his letter to the Galatians, chapter 5, the Apostle Paul encouraged followers of Jesus to yield their lives completely to God and to trust in the guidance and strength of the Holy Spirit to help them say no to sinful behavior. He explained that the work of the Holy Spirit in a person's life could help them learn to be loving and kind and to practice self-control. Blaming victims for sexual crimes does not make the world a safer place. It may give us the illusion of control, but it only causes further harm. Only by holding offenders fully responsible for their own actions can we ever hope to truly promote much-needed change.